Denton Day, Nick Ashew, Bet MGM tonight. Just watching, uh, watching this Thunder Summer League game, and you just made a great observation. Chet Holmgren's hair is a problem. He, he, he needs to, <laughs> what is going on with this to thing? Shave it down. Like, here's style tips from a guy that just buzzed his hair because he's thinning in the back. Chet Holmgren needs to shave it down because right now his head looks like an upside down candy corn, and that, that's not a great look. <laughs> now he's still seven foot tall. The ladies are going to love him because he's Chet Holmgren. But just from man to man, fashion tips just. Trim it down a little bit, high and tight, and it'll be all good. He will. Uh, he probably will do just fine, no matter what his hair looks like. No if matter he's looking what. for a date. He's seven foot tall. He's a player in Oklahoma. I can't imagine there's a lot going on in Oklahoma City, so being a basketball player, you're already at elite status there socially. Also, he's seven feet tall, so he stands out no matter what. No matter Let's what. Let's be yeah, honest. He can't hide. Always, always going to be that way. Uh, fa- looks like we found out what happened in the Yankees game, too. There was a cameraman that got hit by an errant throw. They carted him off. That's why the game was delayed. But he did kind of like throw up a, I don't know, was a thumbs up? Actually, it, it kind of looked like something I don't know if I can say on the air the signal he made. Sign that, yeah, uh, that adds an extra finger, let's it, just say. It, it, was, it must mean something in the New York market. Yeah. Also, the guy also just know. got hit in the head with a baseball, so like I'm going to give yeah. him a little leeway if he threw up something that maybe I mean, he didn't mean to. He could have pulled the Eli Manning threw up a double bird. Oh, so yeah. Can I do that right. on here? No, but you already did, so I guess it doesn't really matter, <laughs> Eli, at this point. So yeah, hopefully that guy gets better and just has a headache because that, uh, that was nasty, man. Philly's up 8-4 on Tampa right now. Rays, they're human. It is, But it's amazing, though, what this organization is able to do year in and year out with, like, no budget. With no money. You talk about the, you know, Chet Holmgren and the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's who the Rays are in baseball. These are the teams, and you have it in all sports, less in the NFL only because the NFL is just so powerful. But, I mean, you could argue Green Bay, right? Like, you've had great quarterbacks, so it's been a little bit of a free agent destination. But they still have to, you know, they have some things to work with. But think about the Thunder. Think about the Rays, these smaller market teams that have really no budget. They know that they're not a free agent destination. They're not going to get the big stars there. So you've got to have smart people in your front office that are going to be able to identify those guys in the draft. They're going to be able to identify some free agents that maybe aren't big stars but have the potential to maybe have a bigger role with you. I love the Thunder coming in the season. I, they could, The Thunder could be good enough where they're not even in the play-in tournament. They could be a sixth seed in the West. They're and absolutely, they're hundred to one right now to win the championship. And I, as far as a dark horse long play goes, like I, we haven't discussed this, Nick, but I hit Denver twenty to one preseason. Good right? for you. Well, so I, I hit that. I'm not like obviously twenty to one versus a hundred to one. Sure, is vastly. But different. I really like Denver too. Denver was one of my uh, one of my sleeper teams that I put out that I actually did not bet after all that. I was like, I kept talking about it all summer. I was like, I like it. Uh, let me just see if the price goes anywhere. I, you know, and then you know some. Listen, it happens over the summer. I have sometimes in these yeah. in the futures market in the middle of the summer where you forget there's something you want to bet and you just didn't. And you're not in the same rhythm you are during like football right. season. So I did miss out on that, even though I literally said that this should this team could win the title. At least I said it. It's on record. I'm with you though, man. Like the, the Thunder are they're good. Yeah. Sometimes listen, it's not always about what you think will happen. It's what maybe has the potential to happen and what that payout could be and whether right. it's worth a little sprinkle leaving. And, and just reading trends because how often do we see a team that was a little ahead of schedule just stay that way? It yep. felt like Golden State was that way a couple years ago, and to an extent, it felt like the Memphis Grizzlies were like that mm-hmm. more recently. Let's just hope that Oklahoma City doesn't have the off the court issues that Memphis has. And it seems like at least with Shai Gildas Alexander. We don't know a lot about him off the court, and that's for the better. That's I mean, good. That's absolutely for the better, and they they don't have a guy like Dylan Brooks that's going to attract all of the negative energy and attention that he did. Their guy, Lou Dort, 
we love Lou Dort. Big Lou Dort, guys. So the way they've set this team up, if Chet Holmgren can just kind of blend in with what they did last year, they're winning 45, 50 games. Although let's also remember that uh, Dylan Brooks wasn't talking like that until this past season. That is true. So that they, is true. It was, there was a long time where it was just like, he's a he's a great defender, sometimes a good 3 and D guy, sometimes a guy that can't knock down threes, but at least he tries. Uh, and then it became a situation where you're like, oh, now he's the villain, and this they, is who he wants to be. They went full heel turn. Another team that took a big jump, too, was the Cavs. Like, I know they flamed out against the Knicks in the playoffs, but last year they doubled their win total from 23 yeah. I think they were, I think it was 23 and a half and they won 46 games and then they went out and got Donovan Mitchell in the offseason realizing they could be an all in right now team versus uh, we're young and we're going to build this thing up and there's there's always there's always somebody in that position and the Oklahoma City Thunder especially now remember they're adding Chet Holmgren in the mix he's going to be a rookie he counts as a rookie this year didn't play it all last year you add him even if he's only playing 27, 28 minutes a game through the first few months of the season. They're keeping his minutes down, making sure that he gets out there and ready to go. And it's like they, they don't need him to go out and average 25 points a game. But if he can go out there and just contribute to this team, stay healthy, and give them quality minutes at the beginning, that's going to propel the Thunder as the season goes on because they're only going to get better from that standpoint. Though. And he's plus 500 to win Rookie of the Year. Yep. Obviously, the money is in favor of Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. But if Victor Wembanyama goes through some struggles, like Chet Holmgren should theoretically be able to get plugged in and then go from anywhere from 18 and 10 to potentially 20 and 10 if they use him correctly. So when you talk about it just from a number standpoint and an impact he's going to have on winning, at plus 500, that's some pretty good odds on Chet Holmgren, who last year would have been a heavy favorite. Oh, absolutely. And you're going to get that. Look, there's a lot of hype on Victor Wembanyama, but that does not mean that he has a gr- like. He could have a rookie year where there's an adjustment. Yeah. Like, I know this is crazy. There is the possibility that that is the case, and maybe Chet Holmgren gets in there, sneaks in, is able to uh, to cash that five to one ticket and win Rookie of the Year. All right, Scotty, it's a Wednesday, which means uh, it's time to play a little game. Nick, thanks, buddy. Denton, welcome on a Wednesday. Time to play Would You Rather Would on a You Rather? Would there you, go. you? There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the first question, courtesy of our guy Mario on social, huge help. It's about Brandon Miller. Would you rather read Summer League box scores and wonder if your eyes have gone squirrely or dot, dot, dot. Brandon Miller tonight in a Hornets loss to the Golden State Warriors Summer League team. Miller played 28 minutes. Miller shot 50% from the field. Miller was 100% from the line. He had seven assists. He had six points. He also had eight personal fouls. That's right. You can't foul out in summer league. You can get 10, apparently. Or, oh, it's 10. Okay, I, I thought be- you couldn't foul I, out at all. I, and I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. I believe you can go to 10. Can we do that in the regular NBA? Can we not foul out or at maybe, six? Or maybe you can't foul out. And the other night, Brandon Miller had 10. I, I was trying to follow the thread on Twitter. I eight personal fact. I, that's so wonky. I, I kind of think I I kind of think I knew it, but it just didn't register. Right. But yeah. Anyway, would you rather on a Wednesday? Brandon Miller to win rookie of the year, Denton at plus 950 okay. or the Heat to win the NBA title at plus 900. Would you rather, sir? I would take Brandon Miller to win Rookie of the Year at plus 950. I've very much been on record, Nick. I'd like the pick. Mm. Scoot Henderson is a great prospect, and Scoot Henderson is going to work very well in Portland. But Brandon Miller fit what Charlotte had personnel-wise. Absolutely agree. And playing alongside LaMelo Ball, 
if he can get hot during it, the, the midpoint of the season, which I believe he can, he's a good enough athlete. He's going to score a lot of points. I would take Brandon Miller plus 950 over Miami getting back there because Miami lost a lot of pieces this offseason. I got some questions about the Heat moving forward. So give me Brandon Miller. Well, he's also going to be playing a position that's really important in the NBA. He's a wing that can score. That's also going to be in an offense where he's going to get the ball a lot and yeah. a lot of minutes, a lot of usage. It's It's not crazy. But I will still go Heat to win the NBA title only because you're not getting 9-1 to if they trade for Dame Lillard. True. So I'm betting that now that's true. just in case this trade does happen because that's already changed a little bit. They were, they were definitely longer before that. So that's already moved somewhat. If that trade happens, that thing's cutting in half. Yeah. And it's that's where he wants to go. I don't know how the Heat are going to make this work, but it's Pat Riley, and I didn't know how they were able to get Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, and they made that happen. Would you rather, boys? Nick, we'll start with you. Would you rather Nick Nurse to win Coach of the Year at 9-1 to one, or Jason Tatum to win MVP also at 9-1? to one. Jason Tatum's got a lot of talent on that Boston roster, and that's going to hurt some of the votes there. We've talked about this many times. You know I nerd out on the awards market, and there's a lot of trends that exist that are narrative-based. And Jason Tatum has put up a lot of points, but we've watched him disappear in clutch situations far too often. That's only going to get louder this season. I think it's going to be a lot harder for him to do that than Nick Nurse get the Sixers in a position where if they don't have James Harden and it's Tyrese Maxey and we saw what he got out of Toronto, Nick Nurse can really make the Sixers, even without James Harden, a good regular season team, which kind of goes more his direction because you see this, you know, right? The coach comes in, flips things. The team looks different. First year under that new coach, that's a lot of times what grabs the attention of the voters. So give me Nick Nurse to win coach of the year. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to take Jason Tatum. I think Nick Nurse is a very good head coach, but with the James Harden status being up in the air, he wants to get traded. I don't know what the market is like for him to actually get traded. That could carry over into the beginning portion of the regular season. And I, Nick, I feel like Philly is in a point where they have to prove a lot of people wrong. Mm -hmm. Like It is such a narrative-based thing. We've seen them flame out a little bit. You have to really prove a lot of people wrong for Nick Nurse to get that award, whereas I feel like with Jason Tatum, I feel like this is a year the wing player gets it. We, we've done the big guy stuff, and I got a lot of love <laughs> for the big guy. I think this is when the wing guy gets back in, so I like Jason Tatum plus 900. Denton, one more for you here. Would you rather the D-backs to win the National League at 12-1 to 1, or the Orioles in a wee bit of a funk Keep on losing players. Keep on recalling top-end prospects, by yeah. the way. Another guy comes up today. The Orioles to win the American League at 12-1 to or the Diamondbacks to win the NL at 12-1? to this, this is Which tough. Would you rather? Yeah, this is a really tough Thank you, Mario. Really, You're really killing tough. it. This, this is tough. I think I'm going to lean with the Diamondbacks to win the National League because I love the youth that they have there and I love Corbin Carroll. So once he's back and fully healthy and the pitching that they've had this season, I'm going to rely on the pitching of the Diamondbacks over the Orioles' young prospects. So I'm going to take the Diamondbacks reluctantly 12-1 to to win the NL. God, this is... I, it, it has racked my brain since I saw this question. I'm... I will lean with you reluctantly as well. Diamondbacks lean. to win... Only because, like, winning the NL versus the AL, I just don't see the Orioles getting through the Rays. T like, I mean, the Dodgers, unless, if the Dodgers are aggressive at the deadline, that changes things. So we got to yeah. look at where things currently are right now. I could see the Dodgers making some moves because this is a team that's kind of used to uh, being in position to then flame out in the playoffs at least. But I, I get, oh, God, I guess I, I, Corbin Carroll's incredible. He, is. he has He's an easy incredible. rookie of the year win right there. Hey, he is, and that they are really, really talented. I, I don't know if they get through the Braves. 
God, th this is good. This is one of the toughest ones. I'm going <laughs> to lean. I'll lean with you, Diamondbacks. But I'm also very reluctant with that. Again, if I'm getting bonus bets and making it, that's the bet I'm making. I'm not betting my own money on that, though. That's a tough one, Scott. It is. Well, they, because it's also, here's the thing. Thank Mario. I, He's yeah. here to bring the pain. Well Mario, done, Mario. That's a tough you one. You racked my brain. That was that was one of the toughest ones. Uh, what I will say, though, is I'm not worried about the Orioles. They're down 2-1 right now to the Yankees. It's it's a long, long season. They've called up, like you said, another top prospect. The Orioles are young, and they've got so much talent out there that they don't really have a lot to lose, right? They're playing with house money. Yeah. They're a team that's exceeding expectations. Those are the teams that tend to write these little funks because there's just no pressure on them to do anything more. So, all right, it's BetMGM tonight.